0: What's up everybody, Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast. I'm excited you joined me today because we have an incredible guest with us. I've already had a little bit of time to start talking with him, learn about him. You guys are gonna love him. Today we have Harry Spate on the show and he is a leading keynote speaker, author, and sales consultant who has achieved remarkable success. Harry works with individuals and businesses who want to step up their sales so they can thrive. He's the author of Selling with Dignity and is the host of the Sales Made Easy podcast. Guys, I'm excited for you to meet him and to glean all of his wisdom today. Let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast,
1: Harry. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Michael. I'm a little envious of those beautiful mountains in Utah. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Just imagining beautiful snow-covered mountaintops is Gosh, that where I should have taken a picture
0: be so that I'd have it ready because they are covered in snow right now and it is beautiful. But I'll tell you what, it's already. Uh, you know end of march to start of april and we are ready for that snow to be done now <laughs> yeah it's a long winter oh yeah yeah well great i i'm so excited to have you on the show and uh chat with you about one of uh, all sorts of subjects, but one of the most important, I think, is your journey. you know there's no such thing as a straight line for any business owner or entrepreneur, and uh, it's a curving winding road. so I'm so excited to hear about your journey, how you got started and and what's led you to where you're at today doing the cool things that you're up to. Okay, starting at what age? Can I go after <laughs> age five or? Do I- <laughs> right. Well, I'll let you choose, but I think uh, I think uh, you'll, you'll choose wisely.
1: Choose <laughs> okay. wisely, my son. All right, so I am a person that helps others with sales, but awesome. I do this from a very different background. Prior to my sales career, I used to be involved in mission work. So for what? 10 to 15 years, my wife and I traveled some of the world and chipped away at the Berlin Wall, was there when Russia became Russia again, wow. and then spent a couple of years because we loved adventure, right? We loved adventure. We said, let's live on a tropical island and see what that's like. So we lived in the Dominican Republic. And then uh, she dropped these this sentence or question, are we ever going to have kids? <laughs> and that got me thinking about, I need to do something that other than this. And that led to a stellar sales career with a few, uh, winding curves in the road, as you <laughs> mentioned, because former missionary into uh corporate sales is not necessarily the job history. Someone's looking for.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Holy cow. I, I, already a winding road like that's that's <laughs> incredible talk to me a little bit about the transition from doing that to going into sales. why sales i mean you could have chose anything
1: yeah so there' so prior so to support the mission work i did janitorial work i had a little janitorial business i bought when i was in my early 20s from a friend who just hated it and right. we were cleaning painting houses and cleaning banks and he says would you like to buy this from me and it was a ridiculously low price, so I did. And so for the next 10, 12 years, that's what I did to support the mission field.
0: Wow. And
1: so when we were in the Dominican I I sold that business. And we're in the Dominican Republic living off of the uh, the proceeds, which were minimal. so um, right. we we lived in what most would say is abject poverty. But nonetheless... I had some skills with interpersonal skills, communication skills. As a pretty decent listener. I was familiar with speaking and I did a lot of things like that. And so, uh, people suggested sales, you know, you should get into sales. And so I read this book, uh, in my sister's bookshelf called, uh, the greatest salesman in the world with Og Mandino as the author. I read that. That immediately hit home because it just describes selling basically as a missionary, you know, greeting each day with love in your heart. This is like all this stuff about emotional intelligence, persistence until you succeed and the reference to the scrolls, which I took in my mind as the Bible. And so I just had this connection. So right. when I went and got into when I applied for sales jobs, you know, on my back, my resume, my little resume, missionary, you know, janitor, <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, we're we're looking for someone a little more experienced. Whenever I got the interview, right, uh, which was rare, right. but I had a few interviews. I had no interviewing experience. I never really had a job, honestly, other than what stuff I did as a kid out in the golf course. So I never really interviewed. So all of this stuff was completely new. Um, And then I had zero, zero business acumen. Other than I knew how to work hard, right? And I knew how to speak to people. But as far as business processes are concerned, all of that stuff, I had no idea. And here I was uh, put in a position of selling, you know, $50,000 color printers back in the mid nineties, because that's what they cost back then. Right. So yeah, I, I struggled mightily to say the least. Wow. And was even written up um giving a performance improvement plan, <laughs> which I didn't know that was a thing, right? they're just giving this nice little letter. Sign this, Harry, because you're really tanking. And we're not <laughs> thinking this. We we've got to cover our tracks here <laughs> if, if we have to let you go. So anyway, um I started to turn things around and built a great career out of just this whole thing about serving people. Cause I let go of the whole fear of, you know, I've got to be this, someone other than who I was. And I just relaxed and said, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out as a person that serves others and turned it around and became, uh, eventually a, uh, a vice president of sales on a fortune 500 company, two blocks from the white house.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So that's that's a huge transition. I am curious if you remember the turning point, like what was it that turned it around from getting written up to all of a sudden you got it and it, and it made sense. And you, you could tell, like, do you remember what it was?
1: Yeah. Well, I got a break, right? So one of the things I was good at, which I didn't realize what I was doing, but I, was a specialist on a sales team. So if you think of any of these sales movies like Wolf of Wall Street, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Boiler Room, I was in a boiler room and I stood out like, you know, a missionary in a bullpen. Sure. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Right. So what I did though, was I built comrades. I built friendships with the people (laughs) because I was, and I use that from Russia, I guess. I don't know where that came from. Right, I built up these relationships, I started getting referrals because I was the one who was spending all this time learning about this new technology, which was all foreign to everybody, including myself. But I started getting these internal leads to help sell stuff. And as I was, you know, kind of desperate thinking this isn't going to work. There was this point in time where I was on the road road saying, I may not be great at any of this, but I know how to serve people and I'll just provide incredible service, customer service and tie that in and we'll see where this goes. And so one of the first opportunities I got, I just started doing all these things for the prospect. And just show you how weird, it, I mean, I was buying them paper. I was stopping in all the time because they were testing out this, you know, $50,000, $60,000 machine. And the person who was the buyer said, Harry, after like a week or so of testing out this behemoth of a machine, he says, Harry, so what do we need to do to keep this thing? Because we really <laughs> like it. So that was my close. My closing line was... Uh, Let me check. I'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) I had no clothes. So again, that was the zero business acumen, but I learned over time. But because of that, I started telling stories and recognizing that, you know, coming from the mission field is all about stories from, you know, the ancient scrolls that were written thousands of years ago. Well, I started telling the stories about what this customer was using this technology for, and I could relate to the problems they were having with others that had similar challenges. So I would say things like, do you ever have deadlines that you miss because of this problem? And people say, yeah. And I said, well, we've got, you know, here's this thing that, you know, this, you know, $50,000 printer is going to solve your problems because of proposals and marketing things that was really done with paper centric times back in the nineties that storytelling started to work. And I started, I went after some of the top ad agencies in Connecticut. Um, and I, we started getting them all, I mean, it was amazing. Like if you looked at the top 10 is like six or seven of them were our clients. And it was a world that was saturated by Xerox at the time. And, you know, they were getting stuff from us because I got to believe it was the service, right? It was the support right. and the storytelling. And, you know, a lot of things started clicking in. And so, yeah, it was, it was a cool thing to unfold and watch happen. And I felt like this is magical. But right. I didn't really, I wasn't cognizant so much as to what I was doing. Now I look back at that and said, man, you are a storyteller. You're right. going the extra mile, right? You were, you were under promising over delivering right all these traits that i learned i started to when i had sales teams these are the traits that i was trying to help develop inside the team
0: how do you go about you know you've had a lot of experience you teach this how do you go about teaching somebody to sell using story because i know a lot of people have a hard time with that because they're trying to get to the sale or they they're just focusing on the product but how have you gone about getting people to be able to tell stories better to sell
1: yeah i mean i just i i focus on i want to hear a story i want to hear a client story give me something don't just talk about product give me something and then we can work with what that story is so how do we go about someone might say well you know i do i do digital marketing right this is a real You know, there's a lot of people that do digital marketing. It's fairly competitive. So instead of saying I do digital marketing or I'm a digital marketer or whatever, we do digital marketing. Say we help businesses get seen so that their business can grow and they can focus on serving their clients instead of worrying about marketing, whatever. And then have a story that supports that. Right. And so think of a story. And so the story is like, well, we have this plumber that started out with, you know, just one truck. Now they have five trucks. And I'm like, that's a story. (laughs) It's like, that's what people can relate to because they don't relate to digital marketing and go the mind goes in a lot of different directions, but plumber with one truck now has five trucks. That's a visual. Right. And right. We now can see this and, you can say, based on what we're able to do and help them with their website and their social media and whatever else, this is what's happened. And that's right. the results people are looking for. Right. Right. I Thoughts on that?
0: that? I love that. And you mentioned they're just right at the tail end. That's the results they're looking for. And so often you hear people selling features. Right, and you know, I feel like there's there's a a real key piece in talking about selling those results. Can you can you expand on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, so think for anyone who is listening out there, um, this again, I stumbled on, but people really smart, like Anthony Anarino, talks about this. He says you're not selling your product. People are not buying your product. They are buying the outcome of what your product is. So whatever that is, right, if you're selling um, vacations or uh, cars or think about what they do with it, not the product itself. So in my case, back then I was selling printers, but people didn't want to spend money on a fifty thousand dollar printer. That's insane. Right. But if they had jobs that were worth tens of thousands of dollars that they could get to faster because they could give someone the proofs from the printer and turn it around quicker and then meet deadlines for their marketing or advertising, that was worth the money. Right. Right? Wasn't the printer. It was the outcome of getting their clients what they needed faster so that they could succeed with their clients and grow their business. Right. So whatever it is you're selling, think about how it's used, what is the end result? And when you do that, you're now saying, do you know how people struggle with, right? And then so it's like, because you're introducing yourself instead of a product, you're saying, someone says, well, Harry, what does he do? And I say, well, do you know how people struggle with sales and they feel gross and they just don't want to do it? Well, I help people with that so that they can feel good about sales and grow their business. Right. So whatever it is you do start with a little bit of a question, kind of relates to a story. People start visualizing it and say, you know, whether you do, you know how your roof sometimes gets, starts leaking and you don't want to spend a ton of money. Why well, help people with that?
0: Right. Or, right. Like,
1: whatever it is, you know, there's, it's pretty simple to put piece together where you're not just saying I'm a roofer, you know, right. a real estate agent, for instance, instead of saying, well, I'm a realtor. Like uh, there's a million other realtors. What happens when you say I'm a realtor? People turn around and say, yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not buying a house. I already got friends realtors. <laughs> and realtors say something like I do interesting things with real estate and just drop it. Right. And then people are going to do what they're going to say, well, what, what's interesting. Right. Right. Now you're engaged. Now you're getting permission to speak and, are going to give you their attention because they asked versus you know which is real common in sales you know someone doesn't ask and we feel obligated well we must tell them and get the message out right Right. we have to tell them and that is what pushes people away because they say that hairy guy is always talking about his selling stuff and i'm not (laughs) interested every time i see him so i don't want to see him anymore that's the problem with sales right well, said, all right. So your turn. What do you think? About this? <laughs> I'm on a roll, Michael. It's an afternoon coffee, I think.
0: I love it. I love it. This is great. Uh, I just want to repeat something you said, because I want to make sure listeners, like if you're not driving, write this down. You know how people struggle with dot, dot, dot. Well, I help people with that. That's so cool. Like what a cool, just, it's an easy, easy phrase, easy statement go just write it down wherever you guys are at and you know remind yourself Harry told me to say it like this and then get that thing and write it down and say that because it's it's so powerful and and what a cool thing guys if you take nothing away which would be impossible from this episode you got to you got to take that away right there um there's so many things you said that I want to get to but I want to I want to kind of talk about the range, right? Because we might have some entrepreneurs that are maybe digging into a new startup, especially in today's era. Uh, And in today's market, I know there's a bunch of entrepreneurs that have built businesses and they're like, oh, maybe I should start this new business right now. It might be a good time. And then there's the people that are like the old veterans of business. So we've got this we got this range here. So I want to talk about both. And I want to talk about how you tell a story, like the ones that are the old veterans are like, oh yeah, I have I have tons of stories. I can tell people like right. exactly what my product has done all these years. But then you've got these people that are starting something new right now because of the current state of, of the economy. And they're going, okay, I've got this new idea, but I don't have anybody that's used my thing. Mm-hmm. How do I tell a story about that? Right. So I want to talk about both yep. sides okay. and see what we can get out of it.
1: Okay. Sounds good. So, um, do so you want me to start with the grizzly adventure veteran?
0: Yeah, let's start there.
1: Okay. So for the grizzly veteran, you have to be cautious on the stories, <laughs> right? Cause you got a million of them, right. but people don't want to hear them unless there's a challenge that they're having. Okay. Otherwise we sound like we're talking about ourselves all the time. So the key in sales in my humble opinion is you have to talk a lot less than the prospect and your buyer. So they're asking you questions. You're asking, I mean, excuse me, you're asking them questions. They're telling you their problems. And when they do, that's where you can say, you know, that reminds me. We've seen this. That is, you want to say something along the lines that is, thanks for sharing that. Totally understand where you're coming from, even though I don't live that, for instance, I don't live that exactly. But one of our clients I've been working with for years had something similar, and you describe that. Does that sound like what we're talking about here? And they're typically gonna say yes, right. and then you say, Well, this is what we're able to do for them, and then since then. You're telling the story of how they're the hero, they're the champion, right? You just were the guide in all of this. And now they've got this great business, and you're helpful, helpful in or whatever it is that you solved. Thoughts?
0: I love that. Be the guide. Be the guide. That's that's huge. I mean, and and what a I also think it's super potent because a lot of times people classify them when they have a hard time with sales, they're classifying themselves as a sales person. Oh yeah. And, and I love the indication and the specification there of being that guide that, that we're trying to show them that, Hey, this relates to you. This is something that you can use. This is something that somebody else has had success with. And I'm just showing you the way because you already know you need it. We're just trying to help you understand that you need it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah, so this, uh, you know, th- this
1: comes from Donald Miller and his book, uh, the uh, something about the clients, the hero. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, I'm still trying to free it, see my bookcase. But anyway, Donald Miller is the guy on that one. And he talks about the whole thing and the the great analogy is the star Wars. Who is the hero? Who is the guide in the original star Wars, right? Yoda was the guide. Luke is the hero. There's a villain, right? So you think about in your, in business, what's the villain? The villain is I'm not getting my stuff done or I'm having this challenge. Well, the hero is your client you already know the villain and now you're just guiding your prospect or client into how to use this or what's is what's the best fit. And then they look at you as like a, you know, an essential part of their business. If you do that, right. 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 If you, if you come across as a know-it-all salesy type, there's just, there's not that connection. Right. Right. You're guiding, shaping, understanding, showing empathy, right? Having conversation, not telling them everything. You're asking questions, you know, great questions. It's just like, how do you feel when you miss a deadline versus, yeah, I understand you missed deadlines. Yep. I understand. But go that extra question. How do you, how does that make you feel? And now you're getting, man, that makes me, it hurts. Right. Right. So now, when you're doing like a proposal, uh, you can tie in some of that pain and say you're not you're not buying my fifty thousand dollar printer. Right. You're getting rid of this pain where you're not going to lose clients over something silly like missing a deadline.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. Okay, let's kick back to that uh, that person that's starting something new and they don't have stories yet they don't have any customers that have been through it what do they yeah
1: well you you hit the nail on the head when you first said they don't have stories they don't have customers right but they have stories right okay and this is where the stories have to come in whether that every idea you have to where you're saying i have this idea or like if you're selling if you're looking for uh investors for one, you've got to, you got to tell the story. You've got to tell the experience. First of all, your passion about this can't just say, I got this idea, right? you got to tell the story and the better you are at telling that story. I mean, the story can be worth millions of dollars, right? It's not, it's not just, I got to get good at this little story. This story is the hero's journey story is worth millions. Think about, uh, the various companies that you know, that you say, I want to be something like that and say, well, how did they get started? What did they turn out to? And then now if they're a $10 million company, well, right. Do the math there. It's like that story. can be pretty powerful and costly if you don't get what you want. So having that background, the story, the work, the sweat, the tears, the paths, uh, I'll tell you one great story. Um, I interviewed uh, a fellow who runs Yo Mama, Yo Mama's Foods. Okay, <laughs> CEO uh, Daniel David Habib, and he tells a story about he took his life savings as a kid, 24 years old, and started making sp- tomatoes marinara sauce. And he's doing that in his kitchen on his mother's stove, and he's jarring the stuff getting labels and jarring it and he's got his life savings in its entirety and he's thinking <laughs> i'm going to sell my sauce for like eight dollars a jar this is what he didn't realize is that all the people that have to mark up the sauce that it, he was going to the grocery store trying to sell 18 a jar <laughs> Spaghetti sauce. (laughs) Okay, if you can imagine the poor shopper, he's this nice looking, charming guy talking to complete strangers. Would you like to buy my spaghetti sauce? It's your mama's. It's got great ingredients. And it's only $18. It's special for you. It's only $18. (laughs) And he's built this little, now he's in, I don't know, last time we did the podcast, he had had like 16,000 stores and stuff was in. They now do salad dressings and all kinds of things that are jarred, but just the stories like that, it's like, who doesn't want to work? Who doesn't want to buy your mama's sauces now, right? Hearing what the trials of a 24 year old kid and how he overcame them and just became, you know, a 30 year old successful
0: business guy. Right. 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 I love that. I want to dig in a little bit to. Selling with dignity. Uh, you wrote a book, and uh, and I'd like to hear more about the premise behind that. Selling with dignity. Um, why why name it that, and why go that direction?
1: All right. Well, first it was going to be called sell like it's your mission.
0: Okay. All right.
1: And because I was a missionary, right? Sell like sure. it's your mission seemed natural. And then someone said, "Well, what is that really about?" And that's why I said, "Well, it's like selling with dignity." Right. And and the person said, well, is that your title? I went, yep. (laughs) So it it didn't take me long because it's just much more aligned with what it is. Right. So if you think of dignity in life, treat others with dignity, you think of respect. And so in sales, most people view salespeople as less than dignified. Right. Right. It's not... I think the last statistic I saw, we were right up there with Congress <laughs> and uh slip and fall attorneys at about 3% approval. So not, right. not real high, but the, when they think about treating others well, and then treating, you having self-respect and dignity for yourself, for the people you're speaking to, and then for the craft. So people who are with dignity in selling are not going to, BS the prospect. They're not going to lie to them. They're not going to do the bait and switch, you know, all the things that people worry about. I mean, if those people come across my message, I'm clearly not for them. <laughs> right. It's not, it's just not, you don't do bait and switch and say, well, I'm going to read Harry's book, selling with dignity. Cause unless they're like, you know, finally feeling the guilt, right. In <laughs> general, right. If you're super successful and you kind of, you And you're not a listener of this podcast, clearly, but you get the (laughs) idea. Those types of people, they're going to keep doing their thing in sales. We don't have to be like them to succeed. We can be honest, do the right thing for people, just be great listeners, not, you know, not throw a line of garbage at them, not worry about our fancy pitch and, you know, do all the talking like what I'm doing now, but you get the idea, right? (laughs) And you just be a good person and you learn a few things about how to relate to people, take good notes, follow up, go the extra mile, ask for the business politely when the time's right and get next steps all along the way. Um, You can be very successful.
0: I love that. And, you know, I, I, I've heard this before and I love this statement. Selling is one of the most noble professions on the planet. Yeah. And And I just love that that thought and I like how it connects with selling with dignity because when people out there stop to think about it, they have to realize that they're being sold all sorts of things and they're not upset about it all the time. And I think unfortunately there've been some not so honest salespeople that kind of ruined it for the rest of us. But I also equate that to a little bit of the internet space as well. There were some early pioneers that weren't so ethical and they kind of ruined the, the I'm going to say this is a little overgeneralized, but they kind of ruined the internet for us because now there's all these legitimate people selling on the internet and we're all having to overdo our legitimacy and honestness just to get people to not think, Oh, well, they're a scam. <laughs> you know? right, yeah. So I, I just love the approach and I love the stance on selling with dignity Sounds like a great book. I can't wait to read it myself. And um, and I think that's going to make a huge difference. We could literally riff on this for hours. Guys, there's so much to talk about with sales and Harry knows his stuff. And you guys have gotten some incredible nuggets throughout this whole conversation. I'm so excited. Go back, re-listen to this, take some notes. There's some incredible things here, but I can't let you go, Harry, without asking how in the heck... Can people get in touch with you? How can they take the next steps? How can they be able to get in and go, okay, I, I gotta work with Harry?
1: Yeah. Uh simply if you want a maybe a free download of a few chapters of the book, it's sellingwithdignity.com. Just click on the book section. Awesome. And uh, you know, you can download a few uh, chapters and get an idea if this type of selling is for you. But I go, I go right into it. So it's one of those books that you can open up. And just start reading, and it's going to help you. I mean, that's really the way I created it.
0: I love that. I love it. And that is a great place to go, sellingwithdignity.com. Guys, don't put it down. Don't put this episode down. Go check it out. Go open it up. Go see what it's all about. And you're going to love it. You already know that. But before I let you go, Harry, any last words for our audience that you want to leave them with? so that they can be thinking about it today after they hear this uh, episode. Well, I'm going to
1: give uh, a little bit of advice about how they can make money in sales quickly. How does that sound?
0: That is amazing.
1: Okay, all right. So think about the people that you spoke to that aren't doing anything, that just disappeared. Whether that be six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, and you just felt like, well, They're not interested. I'm not going to bother them. Send an email and ask if you can just have a conversation. It's been a while since you chatted. You wanted to see how things are going in their world. Maybe you can be a resource for them. You'll be amazed that the number of people that were will say, "I've been thinking about you." So it's sitting. These people are sitting out there. They've given up. They thought you weren't interested, right? They haven't done anything and they are there still waiting to be served and just stir the pot, send them an email, just say you've been thinking about them because you have since you heard this and go down your list and say, we had a great conversation. It's been a year and a half since we last spoke, but I've been thinking about you. How about we jump on a call and just catch up and see if I can be a resource for you? And you get them back in the mix that way. If they're not interested, they'll say no, don't bother, or ignore you. But that you're going to find uh, one or two opportunities, and that I assure you.
0: Oh my goodness, guys, open up your freaking email automation right now. <laughs> Type the dang email. It doesn't need to be huge, and hit send. Do it right now. Go do it. Like there's no excuse. And and uh, he's telling you what'll work. Go do it. Harry, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure. We can't wait to have you back again sometime. And uh, everybody out there, keep working on your choreography and your business. We'll see you guys next time on the Business Choreography Podcast. Take care. Thank you.